Welcome to another episode of the Splitting Hairs Podcast, presented by Jack Rabbit Illustrated. In this episode, the B-Team discusses the upcoming championship game and touches on pregame festivities. Splitting Hairs Podcasts are all presented by Drake's Place, Cottonwood Coffee, and are also sponsored by Dakota Iron Equipment, Shenanigans Pub, and Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. Here's your host, Ben and Brendan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Championship Week edition of the B-Team Podcast before we all pack up our bags and boogie down to Frisco. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, thank you for joining us, making us part of your night, day, evening, whenever you're listening. If you're watching live, if you're watching, listening on a podcast, watch it on YouTube later or Facebook. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, I'm Brendan with Ben and Chad. We are on the FCS Fans Nation Network YouTube, as well as Jackrabbit Illustrated Facebook and YouTube pages. Catch us on Apple Podcasts. And a big shout out to our title sponsors, Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro in Brookings, South Dakota, one of the best places in town to get yourself some healthy breakfast, as well as the best coffee in town. As well, you can go to the Walmarts in Minnesota and get yourselves some bags of that sweet, sweet Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro coffee. Or you can order it online. Use the code GI22 and save yourself 10% at checkout, as well as our other title sponsor, Drake's Place in Bottle, South Dakota. Um, a convenience store and so much more, as we like to say, our unofficial model that we've slapped on Drake's Place that I don't know if he needs. But they've got the best pizza in South Dakota. I will die on that hill. Um, calzones are phenomenal. They've got amazing sandwiches, the 605 Hog. If you are around, I, I honestly think if you're within an hour radius of Drake's Place, you would be remiss to not go and get some just for the good luck factor of it. Um, obviously, everybody getting stuff at our sponsors has been good luck throughout this. Um, so thank you so much to you guys. Um, thank you so much to everybody, however, everyone who's donated, jumped in, thrown money in, the, all the sponsorships that jumped in, starting with Dakota Iron, was the first one to jump up. Um, our newest sponsor this year, one of our largest sponsors we have. There was no hesitation from John, jumped right in. Um, and the rest of our sponsors that we have aligned for this, this is going to be a crazy weekend. It's going to be a crazy tailgate. I am telling you, um, if you have friends on the fence, I'm assuming almost everybody who listens to us is going to Frisco. But if you don't have a scheduling issue hiccup or you don't, you know, maybe have a funding issue on trying to get into uh, get down to Frisco, um, we got to say get down there no matter what. It, this party alone is going to be worth it. Um, the weekend's going to be worth it. And you'll probably be able to find some uh, different uh, different parties. I was just distracted by Jesse's comment that I uh, get in trouble for throwing out there. What do you, oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's well, that uh, came through in the chats earlier this week. It, it's it's too easy. It's too early in the week for us to or not early in the week, early in the night for us Let's, to start throwing those out there. We gotta. We had to wait until Matt started to nod off and not pay quite as close of attention to us. What's funny um, is I didn't even tell him about that. I know. <laughs> just... I think people picked up on the CBD that yeah. Dan right. pointed out. Right. And, and they're like, what team do we have The tonight? next logical thing is, yeah. <laughs> and, now, and now we're British the BBC. Broadcasting channel. We, obviously, we're British. Right. Yes, it has 
there's you know I don't this google us tea. by that don't google tea. us by that you're gonna get some either really wrong results or some results that you might get in trouble for maybe you're into that whatever i don't care <laughs> um i do want to bring something up that we found out and i'm pretty fired off about we're just leading off with this because i am hot about this one i'm getting Can we- a- can we pump the brakes just a second? I want to. I just want to continue down the sponsorship thing. Just a yes. Second. Yeah, we should. Announce our last, our last B team podcast is officially called. We had forty nine, went to fifty sponsors. Jim Poppin, you know, he made that comment. I'm going to make you go to fifty. We yep. are up seventy individuals right now, so that's pretty big deal. I just wanted to point that out. Go ahead. And yeah, okay. and and. By the way, what you guys are sponsoring, um, we do have everything covered, but we're just working to get it bigger and better. And if we do have any we don't use, it goes straight to the JFPA. So you are going to be helping directly contribute to the awesome things they do, like the White Rabbit helmets that we're undefeated in. And I wouldn't be surprised to see down in Frisco. So um, we thank you, all of you, so, so much. You guys are rock stars. This is going to be one hell of a ride. Um, I really, really don't think you're going to be disappointed by this party that we're going to be having. This is going to be a riot and things keep getting better. Yes. Um, things keep getting better. We yeah. don't know how, but it, yeah. it's gotten even better. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. That whole NDSU fans are going to be a little bit butthurt. I think. When Steve Anderson asked if he can make a free will do- donation at the tailgate. Yes, we will Yes, be doing something. I don't we- know if it'll be cashless because... Because yeah, of the problem with be, holding on to cash, but we won't be taking cash. We'll uh, we're gonna have some sheets there with our information on them, and there'll be a Venmo yep. thing on there mm-hmm. uh, that people can contribute um, while they're there if they want to. Right. Um, so on to what I'm fired up about. <clears throat> I don't know if anybody else who's been listening um, to the the pressers that have been going on with Coach Stig and the players and all that stuff. You may have noticed that our friend of the pod, <clears throat> a man who has done phenomenal Jackrabbit coverage all year, all the way starting in fall camp over the summer, he's been doing awesome stories. Tanner Castora, that man has been phenomenal. Honestly, you can see the impact he's made just on the media coverage in general. And I'm not saying um, <clears throat> he's just made in general Sioux Falls media notice how much yeah better it's made it better because he's made them notice how big the market is and how big of a draw it is um obviously matt zimmer does a phenomenal job from the writing standpoint but from a tv standpoint he has done such a phenomenal job and we've been so excited to have him and if you notice in the press conferences tanner is not the one asking the questions anymore for kello it is now grant sweeter I don't have anything personal against Grant Sweeter. Probably a great guy. But what I do have a problem with is <clears throat> when you are Kelloland sending two reporters down to cover this, and one of them is sports director, fine. I got seniority. But then the other guy you're sending is going, is your normally your politics guy. What the hell are you doing? Are you kidding me? You've got a guy who's put in above and beyond effort. I mean, I'm talking this guy could be, I mean, for this region, the next Dom Izzo or Jeff Kolpak, and we know how big of those guys are known nationally as great FCS writers and get their newspaper 
and their their TV station national traffic on their website to listen to those guys. We have the possibility of having the next one of those guys, and you're not sending him after all the work he did. What after the, the stories he's done, he's done the time he's put story. in at practices, spring workouts. Jeez, man. So what we're going to be doing, and we are fully up in arms about this. We are activating BT Mafia. Each and every one of you who love the work that Canner Castora or Canner that Tanner Castora puts in, we are going to be putting on right now the email for you to send the reasons that you would like Tanner's to go. Now, don't be a dink and don't cuss and swear and whatever, but I think it's fairly easy to lay out an argument about how big of a deal Tanner Castora has been to the Jackrabbit fan base, to the Kelloland coverage, and how much of a disservice it is to not send him. That's the end of my rant because I could go the rest of this time, and I'm sure I know Ben and Chad have words about this as well. Yeah, you know, it's it sucks. Um I'm, I think part of it is that they have to have somebody stay behind and cover sports. Obviously, we would prefer if Tanner would go and somebody else cover sports um, just because of Tanner's involvement with the team all year. Um, it does sound like, and I don't, I haven't confirmed this, but it sounds like even Zach Borg isn't getting to go. And what? Are you like kidding? A, what? <laughs> yeah, from Dakota what is our, news what of our news? What are our I don't news know, organizations it's doing? It's the same story with him. Like he's been the one covering SDSU football all year yeah. and doing it well. Like his coverage it's has like been awesome too. It's like having a team go to the Super Bowl and the higher ups get greedy and they want to go because it's a big game. That's absolutely what it is. It's these higher ups who are going just to trash. leech off of the great coverage those two guys have done. Right. And I we. At, you, we need to let those two news organizations know that that's a joke and that people know it's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So Borg's not going either. Are you kidding? That's me? what it sounds like. <clears throat> so we're going to have, oh man, I'm going to be so upset. I mean, this angry rant brought by you Dakota, brought to you by Dakota Iron. <laughs> oh, let me find the banner for that. Sorry. <laughs> Since we don't have a game pre- review to go over, but uh, I'm Dakota Iron completely off by that they dig deeper look at if you if you're struggling like me to move the snow off your driveway today (laughs) yeah like god damn i want a bobcat reach out to john at dakota iron and i bet he can get you a snowblower a three-point snowblower for your tractor too yep yep if you are struggling moving snow go hit up john at dakota iron and they will hunt one down for you so, but we do, I don't know, Chad, would you be able to throw up the, the email and the name of the, the editors in charge of sending who goes to where? Uh, it is, um, for those of you listening, it's uh, Dexter Gronseth. It's D-G-R-O-N-S-E-T-H at Kelloland.com. He's the assignment editor. Go ahead, make your opinion known uh, about it. Uh, maybe we'll hunt down the Dakota news now after we confirm uh, if Iceborg's not going as well. I mean, just ridiculous. So, and I'm glad to see everybody fired up about this. So, everybody get after him. So, anyways, He's also on Twitter <laughs> at Dexter Kello, and I can throw right. that up. Yep, we'll uh, we'll be tweeting let's, him. Let's... Don't worry, we'll all let him know. Don't and again, don't be dicks. Be respectful, but um. Voice your displeasure. Yeah, voice your displeasure. And 
let them all know um, what what you why Tanner and Iceboard should be going. I mean, are you kidding me? It's just so disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to find the right person at uh, at Dakota News now for for. Yeah, oh, I bet I can. Is Thor is I Thor the head of? It's either Thor. Or, uh, what's his name? From I don't know. You'd KBLT have to find days. the assignment. I bet you if you blow up somebody from Dakota News Now's Twitter, they'll eventually say who they were supposed to be sending it to. Right. <laughs> oh, Dustin. <laughs> let, let the evil throw. Dust, the rev says, be dicks, let the evil flow through you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't not put that one up. That's too funny. All right. I mean, if. Yes, you ruined our Jackrabbit coverage. Yeah. Well, the problem with Dakota News now too is I think they're a uh, isn't that like a national thing? Aren't they part of some yeah, national? Yeah. And I don't even know if there's local decision makers there, but yeah. Oh, anyway, we even, we even got the Podfather fired up now. Here, look at him go. That's a that that is WTF from the Podfather. Org's <laughs> not going either. We just got to yeah. We should. We yeah. just got to. Do I get the green light to say what I really well, want? Well, are we going to gonna talk about something else, else, or this is it? We, can we, we talk about something deal. else? Yeah. Can we contract yeah. them to be to be JI people down there? If we like, got provide coverage for us, Probably. I mean, they can. I don't know. What if we What if we contract them to go down with some of the tailgate money, and then mm-hmm. we contract them to do a college game day style at the tailgate lots sort of report? How sick would that be? I'm I'm just spitballing here. I think that'd be cool um, if we managed to pull that off. Um, Anyway, I mean, Borg does his thing just with his iPhone, basically. So that's all he needs for his setup. Him and Zimmer. Zach, if you listen, I don't know. Is it? I don't know if it's just me, but oh my god, the video quality is so bad on that. I agree. He doesn't need to upgrade that. That's that's a Twitter thing. That's a Twitter thing. I think. Yeah, Twitter doesn't help. It's so bad, but. I think that would be sick if we managed to pull something off like that. So uh, we'll keep you guys posted. Obviously, it's getting kind of down to the wire for us to make that happen. Um, but there is a game happening this week besides us being upset about being sent, who, who's getting sent to cover it. Now that we're not getting sent. We're more upset about who's not getting sent. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't have an opinion on whoever else is getting sent. Right. But about the game. About the game. Since we're playing uh, South Canada, yeah, we played Imposers up in Fargo. You betcha. Um, as you've seen on a lot of a lot of coverage, it's not for the marker. Um, let's make that clear for anybody who's still wondering. Um, yes, it's for the ring. And I guess you know it, it's tough because you know we we know NDSU so well; they know us so well. Um, and it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be another knockdown drag out fight. Um, right. I don't, I would be very, very surprised if either team uh, ran away with it. Um, I don't think we're going to see something like we did to Montana State. Um, you know, I think uh, somebody tweeted today, I think the last, or I think it was in a story, the last how many of our matchups have been a single or decided by a single score. Um so, I mean, we, we definitely expect a close game. Um, Vegas is indicating that we are currently five-point favorites, I think, the last time I checked. 
Um, yeah. So you we're said favored. I was stupid to wait. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> those, those, bunny, those kitty ears are looking good, aren't they? Shut up, Chad. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, Dustin says, I'm not involved. Dustin said, SDSU should bring the marker just to flex. It would be cool, but I doubt we do it. Since it's That's not a heavy ass thing to carry, since around. it's not for the marker, I doubt we bring it. The base is heavy uh, I, as hell. I, I, I could see, I could see ABC or ESPN going, "Hey, bring it down. We want some shots." I mean, I mean okay, so I wouldn't want us to bring the marker just because of the narrative. Uh, is all we care about is the marker, right? Correct. But on the flip side, can you imagine? They introduce NDSU with their stupid song. <laughs> and then you hear the trumpets from like Make Way for Prince Ali without any music. And then the whole line walks out with a carrier with the Dakota marker on it as they walk out in front of the team. <laughs> that would be amazing. Would be oh my and terrible you, at the same time. It would, it would be awful and awesome. And sickos would definitely tweet that. Dude, NDSU fans would quite possibly literally light on fire in the stands they'd be so pissed off if we pulled that which <laughs> makes me warm up to that idea a little more but there's just no way that happens yeah steve anderson asked could we see an entire game like the second half of the regular season game uh, you know i doubt it just because I, I think yeah obviously they scored zero points in that second half um i mm-hmm. don't think that we'll be that dominant on defense um, they had I actually rewatched it last night. Um, they had a couple huge penalties. The one obviously yeah. was the throat slash. Um, and then the other one was a Cody mock downfield, um, like late roughing penalty that set them back to like second and 25 or something. Right. And, and they do not like getting behind the chains. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those two things, I mean, I, I doubt we'll see something like that in the championship. Um, and so, you know, they're going to have some success on offense. Yes. Um, what? My, uh, make way no. for Mark Gronowski. Oh. <laughs> uh, I Dustin, did that often, Dustin, but that'd be amazing. Dustin's on board with your idea. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, they're, they're going to have some success. Um it was interesting how well Cam Miller, Cam Miller played in that game. He made some very, very good throws. Oh, yeah. And so for anybody thinking that, oh, man, all we have to do is stop the run and make Cam Miller throw, I mean, that's a good game plan. But at the same time, like Cam Miller isn't as bad as he was against Incarnate Word. That was an off game, and don't expect that in a championship. Um However, I will say that I think we figured some things out in the second half uh, based on what they were doing to us. Um, and we had some, you know, McGoy went down early in that game. Um, and I think our linebackers are kind of um, uh, struggling a little bit to get their, their feet under them because uh, he was kind of our big coverage linebacker. Um, and we had two new safeties in that game. So I think we had some coverage issues from that. Um, so I don't. I think our coverage will be better. I think Cam Miller's performance will be somewhere between UIW and the marker game. Um, that's what I would see anyway. 
Well, you know, and when you look at that, I think, you know, there are things about this game that are that are smaller things that are not necessarily different, but they are specific to talk about with this game. And like when you talk about Cam Miller, um, if if anybody is thinking, well, Cam Miller was one for five against Incarnate Word, so he's going to suck against us. Did you forget what just happened between our Holy Cross game and then the Montana State game and how that turned out? It's just not the – you can't judge him off of that one game with Incarnate Word. Um, I do really think a huge part of our success on defense is going to be our defensive backfield really playing well because – NDSU knows they're going to have to throw the ball to to beat us. Plus, with how thin they are at running back, I mean, they can't afford to start losing running backs. They're going to be really in trouble. So we're going to need the defensive backfield to make some plays to shut them down, you know, to act to really stop their offense. Because Cam Miller is kind of one of those guys, I mean, you saw it in the first half. He gets in a rhythm and gets going that he can – really sling that rock around once he starts mm-hmm. feeling comfortable back there and starts making some completions. So we're going to have to eliminate that. Otherwise he could have a really good day. And just like the game up in Fargo this year, they're going to probably come out doing something we don't expect them to do. They've had three weeks to plan. They are going to have a trick player or two that they run. I'm pretty sure that I won't be surprised if they bring out that goofy extra point formation that they like to do where they have everybody lined up wide and then they see if they like the way the defense is playing it and then go for two if they like what they see or they shift over into the regular extra point um but really for me i yeah on defense i think it's going to be getting cam off early not necessarily that he's bad but you've got to make him miss some throws that he's not in and not let him run at the same time and that's the scary thing. If you listen to his, if you listen to their presser after the Incarnate Word game, he he told them, "Hey guys, I don't have it." So what he did is they told him, "Drop back, make a read, and run." And we all saw how that worked out for us when Sluka did that for Holy Cross. I mean, that was nightmare fuel. And I could see them seeing us having trouble with Holy Cross doing that and deciding, "Hey, that let's do that." They had a hell of a time stopping that. Right. I think yeah, Sluka's is better at that than Cam, but but yes. Yeah, I think Sluka's is a little more slippery than Cam is, um, but I do worry about that. Um, it's something that you know we're. Uh, I think we will probably game plan for it. I think we learned a lot of things against Holy Cross. I think we implemented some of them against Montana State. Um, not, I mean, Montana State's were more designed QB runs, so it's a little different, but. Um, Right. I, I think we'll be ready for that. Um, I think the big big thing is just keeping them off schedule. Yeah. NDSU loves being on schedule. They love having second and five, third and short. They're very, very comfortable in those situations. When you can pop them for zero or even a loss on first down, they're all out of sorts. They right. do not know what to do. And that's what we did all second half of that marker game is we got in the backfield, we stopped them for losses, um, and they got off schedule. And you could tell Cam Miller just was not comfortable um, playing like that. Mm-hmm. And you could see it. It was late in the game. I, I remember, I think it was like third and third and 10. 
on, on that last when they needed to get in field goal range. And he dropped back the pass. He had all the time in the world to throw it, but he didn't have confidence in his arm and he tried to take off and then it mm-hmm. collapsed and he got tackled for a loss. And then it was kind of over after that. Um, and so that's, we need to make him uncomfortable if he's on schedule and can be comfortable with his throws. He'll, he'll tear us apart like he did in the first half. Um, it's so it's, it's huge, huge for our, our D line, and I have a lot of faith in them that they can do it. But it's huge for our D line to play extremely well um, to make sure that we're uh, keeping them off schedule. Yeah, I, I agree 100 percent because I think that's a lot of it. I mean, it's been actually widely reported now that Miller went to Ensign, the coaching staff, and said, "I don't have it today." Well, yeah. Why do you think that was? He 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 didn't get in a rhythm right away, and he felt off the rest of the game. I think that's a big deal is getting him on the ground the crap out of him right away <clears throat> yeah and they were getting hits on him yes they were and like you said ben at the end of the game he really looked out of sorts where he he didn't get into his rhythm and that caused them to look like a lot worse quarterback than he actually is he's he can be very good if he gets in a rhythm we saw that the first game if anybody's feeling overconfident go ahead and watch the first half of the marker game this year mm-hmm. and then go read Sam Herter's article. I think it was, no, 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 no. Matt Zimmer's article in the Argus that goes through the last four playoff matchups. And you forget, I forgot how confident I was going into some of those games. Granted they were in Fargo, but like 2016, that, that year, I mean, that was the year we beat them in, in, um, with the final seconds with the fade pass or the fake fade to Jake Winicky. And we really dominated that game that during the regular season. And then we came out and I really felt like we were the far better team and we got whacked. Um, you know, so uh, if you want to be nervous, go ahead and do that. Cause I don't know about you guys personally, me, we have a lot better luck when I'm scared to death about, about this game before it happens. Except for the spring season. Yeah, except for the spring spring season, I was pretty confident. That yeah. was a- <laughs> confident. That's one word that starts with the CDUs. Yeah, yeah, you know, confident, confident cocky, arrogant, whatever. <laughs> yeah. At the game, before the you know, leading up yeah, to right. before before half a bottle of Jameson, I was a lot more nervous. It was it's weird how that works. <laughs> um, offensively, I would love to see us start hot. Um, I, I won't be concerned if offensively we we don't move the ball as well to start. Um, the big thing I'm going to be watching on offense, though, that really, really, really showed on the last rewatch that I watched was um, O'Brien versus Wagey. And I don't know what it is about Spencer Wagey. Like, he's a great, great player for him, great player for him. But I think being from South Dakota, that makes him get – just all sorts of fired up for this game, and that guy is a monster. Tanner, hey, you are more than welcome, brother. We're, we, I'm, I'm, I'm putting the war paint on for you, buddy. I'm pissed, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I want to see how O'Brien does against Wagey. Um, if they help out, because part of his false start issues, besides the crowd noise, there's going to be crowd noise both ways. We talked about this last week, but. Part of the problem is Wagey was so fast that he was trying to get out of his stance as quickly as possible because 
he was having a hard time with them. So I we've the the Hogs have done an incredible job at being way better than that game as the season and have progressed into a whole different unit. So I'm curious to see how we attack that, how we respond if that's handled right away, because that caused us all sorts of fits in that first half. We could have had 21, 28 points if we don't have those issues. Yeah, and it, you could tell that we made some adjustments in the second half on Wagey. He had – it was actually pretty brutal to watch, like, how confident Wagey was that he – he had this super wide set that yep. he's like, I'm just going to go around the edge, and you're never going to get to me. Yep. And he knew you're going to – he was basically said, you're going to have to run it right underneath me if you're going to beat me. And we did that a lot, actually, the second half. We used it right. against him, and, and he stopped doing it uh, because of that. You know, he kind of figured out, oh, you know, crap, <laughs> they're, they're just going to run right underneath me. It doesn't do any good if I go around the outside. Um, and so it was good to see that Luhan was able to make that adjustment. Um, but we're not going to be able to, to run right underneath Wage all game. They're going to figure that out. Um, and especially if they get some of their D line healthy, um, we're not going to be able to run all over them as much as we did in the marker game. Um, so I think we will see um, some help on on that side of the line um, with Wagey, uh, making sure that he's not getting in the backfield because um, it, it there were times in that early second half where they were getting a lot of pressure on Mark and Mark had to make some really, really, really nice plays against pressure. Um, mm -hmm. There was one in particular that went for a first down, actually, that I'm pretty sure is in the early second half that um, there was, I think Wagey got right in Mark's face and like basically hit his arm as Mark threw it and Mark still got it off. Um, we just can't have that because then you end up getting tip balls. You end up getting strip sacks. Um, right. We got to keep Mark clean. So I think we'll, it's it's nice to have that um, knowing that already and being able to game plan for that because uh, it's going to be a huge part of the game making sure we keep Mark clean keep Wage out of the backfield. Yep, and 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 just making sure we don't get rushed into turnovers either. Like you said, from a strip sack, tip ball, Mark having to rush a throw because these last this has been made much ado by um, NDSU media, which I don't blame them. This is a big deal. We haven't had a turnover against NDSU since the game day game, you know, and that's been a huge part of the success in that game, just with, especially with how our offense is designed to run now, you know, we're not designed to be explosive. We're designed to grind people down sort of deal. So that's a, that's a big deal. And, um, I think it was Ryan Drake who said early, he mentioned earlier having Tucker craft help on wagey just, Having Tucker there mm -hmm. is such a big deal because the amount they have to worry about him and that 13 personnel. Um, I'm I think you guys saw the tweet I put out because I got a little bit distracted while I was working today. Um, the six mm -hmm. games that Tucker was out offensively, we averaged 30.3 points against FCS competition. I didn't include Iowa because that's gonna skew the stats to make when he came back look even better. Um, so I didn't include that, just FCS competition. Um, we averaged 30.3 points. For the rest of the season, once Tucker Craft was back, we never scored less than 31 points again so far. We have averaged 40.42 points, almost 40 and a half points. That's a full 10 more points a game that 
honestly, I would genuinely attribute at least eight of those points to Tucker being there just because of what he makes the defense worry about. You know, and if you want to talk about, um, I know NDSU, I was listening to uh, Dom Izzo and, um, and Colpack on theirs. I do think th- they had an argument over who's, who's more impactful to be gone, Hunter Lukey or having Tucker Craft back. What's a bigger deal? And I genuinely believe that it's Tucker Craft, which is wild to say about a tight end when they're as run heavy as they are and he's such a big part of it. But, man, the, the proof's in the pudding with the numbers. I mean, NDSU's still putting up 300 yards a game rushing without without Lukey. Does he change some things they can do? Absolutely. But it is a giant deal being able to do the stuff with 13 personnel that we are doing. Go ahead, Chad. I was just going to point, get <laughs> Brandon, grow up. Which one? Who's going to go? Who's going to go? I was just going to touch back on the on the turnover that you were talking about, how key turnovers are. Think back to what one of the major turning points in that game was, was the recovery that Mason McCormick had. It was such a huge deal. And turnovers equals possessions. Extra possessions equals more time with the ball. Both these teams want to control time of possession so i mean if we're plus two plus one in the turnover margin that's going to be huge and uh, i don't think you can undersell that i think at minimum we have to be even we cannot be negative right yeah we cannot be negative in this game um and we can't be giving up huge returns in the kicking game we yeah. can't be this time. That I would was... rather we kick it out of bounds and, and give it to him at the 35 than give him a big return to the 50 every time. That was actually part of their big first half uh, offense success was it was a couple of big returns that both ended up in touchdowns. Um, one was a kick return, one was a punt return. Um, we shored that up in the second half, and it showed, and and we made them fight for the yards rather than giving them, giving them up in the return game. Um, and I mean, it's just the the fact of the matter is that NDSU's offense isn't explosive and it's not right. nearly as dominant as it normally is. And so we need to make sure that we make them earn all those yards. We don't give them easy yards in the return game um, because when you when they do get good field position, it makes it way too easy for them. Um, and we just can't be doing that. Um, another thing that we got to watch out for, and I, I think we'll be better at, being out of the Fargo dome is false starts. Yeah. Um, you yeah. mentioned uh, some issues with that before uh, between false starts and holdings. I mean, any other penalty, like it's hard enough to move the ball against NDSU's defense the way it is. We can't shoot ourselves time. in the foot. That yeah. first half of the marker game, it absolutely killed multiple drives. And the second half we cleaned it up and look what happened. Um, we were able to move the ball at will um, one thing we didn't do in that marker game that we absolutely have to do yeah. in the championship game is convert convert for touchdowns and not field goals. Um, yep. Part yep. of that was Isaiah Davis was hurt in that second half. Um, I think if you have him in the game, we convert for more touchdowns because look at when we get in the red zone, when we get in within the 20, 15 yard line, we're handing the ball to Isaiah Davis and he's, he's just bowling his way into the end zone. Good luck stopping him. And we didn't have that in the second half. We brought him in, I think it was like third and one at the goal line, and we brought him in, and you could tell that he just didn't feel right because he didn't have his normal run style. 
um, having him healthy in this game is absolutely huge. Um, the one-two punch of him and Amar, uh, you know, the way that Amar's been playing, he's just on another level right now, and he's just gotten better as the year has progressed. And uh, having them both completely healthy is huge in this game. Yeah. And between those two healthy, completely healthy, and then having Tucker Craft in there, honestly, good luck stopping our offense. Um, I, NDSU has a good defense, but you know everybody's talking about eh, maybe it's going to be a low-scoring affair. I don't think so. I think I think they're going to have to keep up with their offense. I think they're going to have to score over 24 35. points. Over they're going to have to score at least 24 to 27 points to even have a chance, in my opinion, because I think that our offense is clicking and Luhan's got it going, and we've got guys healthy, and that. I, I just don't think there's anything that they can do to slow us down enough um, to have a score less than 28. Speaking well, of health, what do you guys well, think ahead. about? Sorry. Speaking of health, what do you guys think about the, uh, what was it, Dom Izzo put out there kind of too deep, so to speak, and who they're missing and the fact that, you know, some of their studs that we think are actually going to be back are, are missing on, As on they the say, defensive side? As they say on Super Troopers, I'll believe that when me shit turns purple and smells like rainbow sherbet. <laughs> but I, I, honestly, did you I, want you to know, talk about it? That's all. Will, I mean. will all those guys be back? I don't know if they'll all be back. You know, it's it's all gamesmanship in, in the end. Um, <clears throat> will it make a difference? Sure. Um, definitely getting their D tackles and stuff back. But <clears throat> even even uh, if they don't get a lot of those guys back, I think. I don't think it makes them a whole new team getting them all back. Right. And and that, I, I'm not being disrespectful. Those guys are disrespectful. I'm, it's more of a compliment. They made that's this is a national title team who beat some good teams on the way to play us in Frisco. So I don't think it's something where you take it any less or more seriously or or necessarily less or more concerned. It will hurt their depth some, and I think that's a big deal, especially if they don't get the defensive tackle the Mostert's back. Like that's a big deal. That to the, to mm-hmm. me, those are the biggest deal. I for think those are the biggest losses. Yeah, for just for the that's depth so standpoint of you're going to be facing, and, and, I, and I was going to say this off of what Ben was talking about. Anyways, they're going to sell out to stop the run because playoff national title game Isaiah Davis. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't wait to watch it, and they they know they're aware. Everybody's been chirping at them about how they can't stop the running game. So, so um, I'm excited to see playoff Isaiah Davis, but at the same time, I can see absolutely NDSU going all in on stopping the running game and saying, beat us, Mark Gronowski. And I mean, I don't think Good that's luck, a great, guys. I don't think it's a great choice to make. Um, I for sure think Mark will loosen them up real quick if they decide to pull that, mm-hmm. but they are going to need that defensive tackle depth if they don't want to get into a similar game where at the end of the game they're having to score points to keep up because the hogs are just leaning on them boys at the end of the game because they do have smaller D linemen. Right. Yeah, I mean I I think you're right. I, I could see them selling out to stop the run and or blitzing a lot mm-hmm. just to try to make Mark uncomfortable. Um and but again I, I don't think that I think we run past it 
Um, if they start blitzing, uh, it seems like our offensive line is very good at picking them up and our running backs are good enough at finding the holes. You're running past the blitz. Um, we, mm-hmm. I saw that a lot in the second half um, of that game. They started to try to bring pressure and we just ran right past it. Um, and then they had, you know, didn't have enough guys in the, in the linebackers and secondary to, to make tackles. Um, and so I've got a lot of faith in Lujan. Um, he's had an amazing year. Um, it seems like he's gotten better every game. Um, but yeah, you talk about, you know, championship game Davis. When I did the rewatch last night and Isaiah Davis's first touchdown run against them that I retweeted, like I yeah. was just absolutely giddy. I was like, yes, give me <laughs> Isaiah yeah. Davis against NDSU again and let's see what happens because they do not, they're not good at tackling in the first place. And then you throw in Isaiah Davis, who is very difficult to tackle. Good luck, man. I I don't know. So obviously your Ben is feeling a little more confident than I'm that. confident. I'm confident. Preston <laughs> <laughs> uh, McGoy makes a good comment too here. Oh, he said, I know they have guys coming back, but I think we all know when you first come back from injury, you're never like you were before injury. It takes a couple of games to be effective again. Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, those guys like, coming back aren't going to – they're not going to be in game shape is the thing. And um, I think so, somebody mentioned that that I was, I've was i been listening to all sorts of podcasts and every hullabaloo. But um, somebody mentioned, like, they're not going to be in game shape at all. I mean, yeah, you lose a little bit from the three-week layoff with everybody else. But physically, they're not going to be able to go for a full game like they normally would. That's where it was such a big deal for Adam Bach to come back against Holy Cross and play some snaps and then come back full for Montana State. And I think that's a huge advantage going into this game for us. And obviously, we want all their guys back. Like, because we want to, I think every uh, one of us to a man on this podcast want to beat them at full health. Oh, yeah. We, we, just from the standpoint, just from the human standpoint, you don't want people hurt. You want to get want them getting that chance, but also from the standpoint of I don't want to hear NDSU fans with the excuse. We just want to, we want so we want everybody healthy, and we hope they stay healthy healthy the whole game. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I I do wish. I think their biggest loss that they won't have for sure is Hunter Lucky. Yeah, I wish I wish they had him because he I do. he he is a huge difference maker for their offense and. I think they're really going to struggle without him. How many how many yards did he have in our last matchup? He was there, right? Yeah, yeah he, he had, had fifty two. That was a it. decent amount. Yeah, he only had fifty two um, yards, but he had like his bit. He was a bigger threat in the pass game, right? That wheel route is what he kills us on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a big threat out of the backfield. Um, but you know, I guess the point of coming back from injury. I mean, you look at the way Adam Bach looked against Holy Cross; like he looked rusty. And and then against Montana State, he was ready to go. Um, now with three weeks in between, you know they can probably break some of that rust off um, in practices and such. But um, yeah, there's potential to to have a little rust there. Yeah, and, and, and while we're talking about injuries and things like that, did anybody see the tweet I believe from Sam Herter about what they're looking to do with the turf in Frisco for? next year because it came up too late this year which does not give me a good feeling in my gut about this year's surf that <laughs> right. this was discussed um no i didn't see it they are looking at getting a temporary turf field put in for the next 
that if if it's bad if it's really bad again this year, they're looking at the an option of putting in a temporary turf field to handle the game. And I'd imagine they do it for that ball game as well. Um, but that also makes me kind of have really a sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach. Um, because if they're bringing it up a week, talking about it like two weeks beforehand, probably means it should have been done. So I expect full Frisco field conditions when we go down there. Hopefully it doesn't rain. Yeah, well, that's what I was just looking at the forecast. If you want good field conditions, just pray it doesn't rain. Um, the The highest percentage chance right now is 24% on Saturday, 22% on Sunday. So as long as we can stay away from the rain, um, which that forecast can change between now and then because it's Texas. But, um, yeah, it, it'll be the, – the field should be decent as long as it doesn't rain. So, uh, Nicole – Wardner, who this uh, this is definitely an NDSU fan question. Thanks for joining. If you, <laughs> if you are, this this it just sounds that way because this is the way it would be phrased. If I was saying this on an NDSU podcast, um, yeah. Anyone concerned that NDSU hasn't put a complete game together yet this year, and what do you think their potential is for this game? Um, I think the complete game argument is kind of hard to pin down especially from a Not standpoint of someone who yeah so from someone who hasn't watched them every game you know like i haven't watched every ndsu game um but you tend to hear that from teams that at this point of the season if you're saying they haven't played a complete game then they have played their complete game and it just wasn't up to what you hoped it was that is generally the way I look at that. If you've gone through what we're at 13 games now, 14 games, if you played 14 games a season and you haven't played what you felt was a complete game, odds are either it's not going to happen or it has happened and your team's just not as good as you would hope it would be. And that's kind of where I sit with that, you know, because you can look at it two ways. Like we look at the, and I'm sure um, a lot of NDSU fans, but I'm not sure. I know they, say, well, if we play the whole game like we played them in the first half in the marker game, I mean, we're, we're a way better team. And us SDSU fans are going, well, that was our worst half of the year. And if we play like we played in the second half, then we'll be fine. And that's just not how football works. You can't just be like, oh, well, we're going to do that. You know, there's there's all sorts of stuff that obviously we've just gone over that caused those different things. Yeah, and I Jordan Fink says, haven't always believed this, but if we play to our potential, I don't think they can beat us. Then again, that stupid golden horseshoe. And I, this is where I'm at, like with with the the game. You know, I've you can hear the, my confidence. Um, I do think You're that, scaring that the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that if we play to our potential, that there's that they can't beat us. And I think that something would have to go really wrong for them to beat us. Um, it was funny reading, and if you haven't read it, go read Sam Herter's article. He got a bunch of quotes from a bunch of different coaches around the FCS um, <laughs> about their predictions for this game. Yeah. And the the majority of serious ones were SDSU is going to win. Uh, the majority of the NDSU picks were uh, SDSU's team, but NDSU never loses in Frisco. And it's like... Uh, 
Right. They haven't lost in Frisco yet, but how much weight does that hold? I mean, that's like that's like sitting at a roulette table saying, oh, the last nine have been red. The next one has to be black. Well, that's right. not the case. That's not the case. Like it, it's not how it's, that's not how that's not, probability <laughs> works. Yeah. yeah, that's not how it works. Well, and so, you know, there's something to be said about them having as much experience as they do in Frisco. Um, and, and they were there just there last year. Um, but at the same time, you can only put so much stock into, well, they never lose in Frisco. Um, mm. It's just, it's a different, different team. This team hasn't won nine times in Frisco. This team has right. won once in Frisco against a Montana state team that lost their starting quarterback right away. And frankly was overwhelmed um, kind of how they were against us. Um, and so I don't know, put as much stock into that as you want to. Right. And, and, you know, if you look at it, um, you look at the past games they played and, you know, he Dustin throws it up. He says, look at some of the teams they played 2012, Sam Houston through 2000, what was it? 15 or 14, whatever they were there three years in a row. And then Illinois state, that Illinois state game was super tight. Um, they've had some tight games with James Madison. They had a tight one with Sam Houston. Um, and I think after, you know, outside of the Sam Houston one, once that whole thing started rolling there is something to um, what I, I believe Dallas was talking about on the A team, where they talk about the Tom Brady effect or whatever, where you look at cross and you feel like you're going to lose. And that's something that an SDSU does not have when we play NDSU, because you can say as an NDSU fan, all you want. Yeah. Well, we beat you four times in the playoffs. Not, not these guys, right? These guys. I mean, I don't, I don't know if any of these, any of our major contributors yeah, they don't care. I think what maybe Mason McCormick was on the roster the last time because it's not like it was. We it, it, that would hold weight if we lost the marker game in a row. And I know, oh, you can only vote the marker. No, I'm saying the experience for these players. Half our roster doesn't know what it's like to lose to NDSU, right? Correct. Now. They haven't experienced like our fan base and their fan base the four playoff games and how they went. All they know is how they line up against NDSU and they come out on top. Even if they're down in Fargo by two touchdowns at halftime, they came out on top. So in all these close games, you look, yeah, it feels like the horseshoe, but also there was that mystique or whatever going on for them where that pressure almost builds on the other team because it feels harder to beat them. That's not going to be there in Frisco this time from SDSU because we beat them and that's what this team knows how to do. And that's, I think as an SDSU fan, it's been the most frustrating part of what the last three years that or the last two years watching NDSU in the, in the, when they're in the championship after we beat them in the regular season and basically beat them straight up. It was so frustrating to sit there and watch, you know, guys like Hunter Lupke go nuts on Montana state. And I'm in the, I'm in the stadium going, how how did you not just put SDSU film in the in into the VCR and then watch it and then do exactly what defense they run? I don't care if you had to learn, learn a new defense. And that was the fear infuriating thing about it. And I think that really washes away what the their advantage is when it comes to Frisco. Now the 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 thing it would be a trouble with is if we come in too tight, too wound up, and too amped up. And that's where right. uh Chris Kraft comes in and it's a big deal. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think the, the seniors on this team won't let that happen. 
Um, and just the the character yeah. and makeup of this team seems like it won't happen. Um, it seems yes. like the nothing is too big for them, and like no moment is too big for them. Um, and so, I don't think we see that happen. And conversely, you know, you mentioned how half of this SDSU team they've never lost to NDSU. Half of NDSU's team has never beat at SDSU, and so they've got to have some doubt in their minds um, as well. And you know, these these playoff losses we're talking about. This was back when we weren't sure if we could beat NDSU. I mean, I think Stig mentioned right. it, that we used to have some doubt, that there was some doubt when we went and played NDSU. We're like, why are we even going? We're going to lose to these guys. Yep. Um, that's yeah. not the case anymore. And it hasn't been for, for multiple years now. And so, you know, it, it's just, it, it's not the same as when they go down to Frisco and they're facing these, whatever team got through the other side of the bracket. Um and just gets punched punched in the mouth by mouth by NDSU. It's just not going to happen. Um, back to uh, Dustin Helton's question: If SDSU wins, does he have permission to run on the field with us in the bunny suit? Absolutely, yes. absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. How much? We should put an. If you bring a toboggan. I'll throw you on the toboggan and drag you out onto the center. Of the we should put an over under on how many times Dustin Helton gets on TV with his bunny suit. Over under on how long the bunny suit lasts if it's above 55 Rainy. degrees. <laughs> if it's above 55 degrees, what are the odds that he ends up unzipping it and is shirtless with a tie around his waist? <laughs> and just the bunny head on? <laughs> and just the bunny. It that, depends on how drunk he is. Just the bunny bottoms. Probably, like uh, some... <laughs> X factor there. If he's not intoxicated, it's more likely to come off. I really sh- intoxicated, less likely to come off. I should have known because he ordered it. He ordered it from Dallas's Halloween uh, outfit (laughs) deal. But uh, that bunny is terrifying. Like it is. I don't want to see it in person. Like I'm gonna be. It's so cool. I'm gonna be uneasy seeing it in person because it is. If you're looking for the JI tailgate, just look for the weird looking bunny suit. Oh yeah, yeah. the giant. I I, I I hope we're going to be a little more noticeable than that. But if, yes. if look for the guy in the bunny suit, that's Rev. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Brian Dix is asking. This is important, I think, uh, as we get into little things. Um, Brian Dix asks about cowbells. They have metal detectors at Frisco, so just it's not going to fly. You're, so three D printed. You're gonna have to be walking like a boss, like I did last time, because the lines were so goddamn long. Yeah, it's. I think COVID year is a little bit different. Um, I hope so. If we all just rush the gates at the same time, there's not a lot they can do. That was there we go. Except I was the only one doing it. Right. Um, (laughs) One other little uh, housekeeping sort of thing to mention. Um, I believe it said I saw posted at 10:45. at 10:45, the team will be driving into the stadium in the buses on uh, what do they call it? World Cup Way, and all the fans run over and greet the team as they come in. So that's going to be something to keep in mind if you want to be there screaming, "Bring your cowbells for that!" Give them the old cowbell salute when they show up on the bus. But that'll be a cool deal to be a part of if you want to do that, um, as well as all the tailgates that are going on. Um, you know, the JFPA is going to have their tailgate. We're going to have their tailgate. Hopefully a bunch of other people are being, bringing rigs as well. Um, this is going to be a blast. I, I don't know what the status is about copious months of years up. I've seen some people bringing it. Um, yeah, I think we won't have any. 
yeah, just because of transportation issues, none of us are driving. We won't have any ears up with us. Um, if I was driving, I'd have loaded the whole bed of the pickup, you know, and, and brought that down for the tailgate. But that's just not going to work out for us. We will have we will Bud Light, have. Bud Light, Coors Light, Bush Light, White Claw Mango, White Claw Black Cherry, and now uh, some ranch water. Texas ranch yeah, water. That's right. Texas ranch water, baby. A fair amount of ranch water. And so we'll have plenty to drink. Two bartenders of Serbia. Um, it's gonna be an awesome time. We'll be in the east lot somewhere. Um, watch our Twitter feeds for where we end up. Um other I, I, than will, that, I will yeah, it's sounding out. like further to the south now, potentially. Well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll we'll see where it lines up. Um, but I will say, um, you know, with the amount of people we're going to have there, you might have to wait a little bit with two bartenders. If yeah, be patient. Getting beer at once, so be patient. Or um, if you want to bring something extra, bring a little bit for yourself or whatever. That's the thing. Line, uh, don't the, don't plan on not bringing anything because we may right. run out. Yes, <laughs> and then I don't want you to be possible. mad at me because you didn't bring beer because you thought there'd be enough free beer the whole time. Yeah, we, we genuinely, sure. we genuinely have not. We could have anywhere. I mean, we are expecting four to five hundred people. Um, we could have a thousand show up. We could have two hundred show up. We we we're thinking the higher end, but you know, so don't bank on <laughs> bank on us being your booze boat um, or anything like that. So, Jim, uh, good question. Need to get the flags to Terry tomorrow. I'm okay. working on that. I need to get it from you, Brendan. Yeah, I gotta still finish clearing out my driveway, so it'll probably be in the afternoon skis, but I'll give it to you. I might drive over to you in the morning and you can throw it to me from the <laughs> from, from like your driveway. I, I am it is buried, buried. My driveway is us the whole the whole driveway. And you've seen how big my driveway is to clear. It's yeah. six it's six feet the whole way. Oh my god. It's it is nightmare fuel. The whole the pads took two and a half hours of snow blow off today. What do you have to clear it? I've got a 28 inch Husqvarna, like yeah, he's got 12 the... horse. It's a bad, it's a badass snowblower, but but it's a snowblower. It, it's a snowblower. It's, like it's, you can it's, only for where I live. A lot of passes on the snow. Where I live, it's a lot of work. So. They only do so much against a six foot drift. Be, I might be. Right. Yeah. Oh god, dude. The I, first I, one I you have to like herky jerky it. The next oh, time you can only yeah. take this much. You know? yeah. I did that today. I was basically yeah. carrying my snowblower through <laughs> on the my sidewalk. killing me right now. So I yeah. went out for like an hour and a half and I come in and I took off all my clothes. I had way too many clothes on. And I go to put on just the shell, the outer shell outside of the hoodie and the other shirts I had on. And it was so wet. I just had to use a different jacket because the amount of sweat that came off of me just from the one pad. Yeah. Hey, Club 32, so, is that's where we stopped by, right? Uh, that that guy's yes, the, uh, it is. Hey, let's go. I hope you guys will set up in the east lot. I assume it sounds like you're driving down yep. and having some sort of tailgate set up. So plan on being in the east lot. Um, yes. All indications are, and this is unless NDSU fans are stupid and screw it up, are that SDSU fans will be tailgating generally on the east side and the SDSU. NDSU fans will be tailgating generally on the west side um, because that's be where our tickets are. There will likely be NDSU fans, fans in the east lot because they think that that's their lot for some reason and it's the best lot for some. I don't. 
I don't understand. You can't reason with some of these idiots. But they've um, got, they, yeah, they've got some conspiracy theory stuff going on that they're going to stop this and they're going to, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Um, but um, yeah, good luck. We will be fine. We'll be set up. We're working with professionals. So it's going to be a good time. Jordan, it takes more than bourbon to make an old fashioned. And I don't plan on bringing my simple syrup and bitters with me on the plane. So if you, you bring those things, we can buy them down there. We could pick, pick some up. You know, yeah, where there are fine. grocery stores in Sitch, we could maybe. Oh, there's a total that. line somewhere down there. And I, I got that. a vehicle. I'll take you. I stopped at that one. Yep, and and the revs will be down there, so maybe uskies as well. So, um, oh, nice. John said that the the Kubota guy, who is one of our sponsors for the tailgate. Yep. Hey, all right, right. Oh, that's right. Yes, it's the yeah, same guy. I thought you guys knew that. Yeah, yeah same. I did not know Sorry, that. John. Sorry. Yeah, well, we'll see you there then. Good deal. Can't wait to drink a beer with you because I haven't had a chance to stop over at your tailgate yet. So. That's right. No, Chad hasn't. That's right. Yeah, so this is going to be a gas. This whole trip, um, I cannot emphasize enough uh, to bring friends, oh. talk to friends, get them to come down just for the fun of it anyways. Chad Steve, Anderson, T- Steve Anderson says they have Weird yes. liquor laws. Dude, Absolutely want to buy your beer on Saturday because they and won't be selling. before like 8 p.m. or yeah. something? Yeah, just, just buy it on Friday or whenever the first chance you have to they buy They stopped selling at like 8 or 9 p.m. on Saturday. Rev, you are a Texas shaman. Tell us the liquor laws. He told us this. We he forgot did. already, though. I know. But I, have, spicy the, there, I have the brain power of a gnat. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Jordan says no well, shit. It takes more. I'll bring the bourbon. You get the rest. That's that's fantastic. That's that's what I'm here for, George. Is that sort of spice? So, but um, God, now I don't have anything else. Yeah, Darren Amick, you're on. You're on sitting in the in the spot duty. I guess. Boy, <laughs> he just volunteered. We, Thank you. Thanks, Darren. We've we've got that covered. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we do have that. Should be good to go there. So Dustin says liquor sales stop at 9 p.m. on Saturday, which is the most asinine law I've ever heard of. On a Saturday, like, are you kidding me? Do you guys even try to drink? Ah, but you can buy beer until 10 Sunday morning. At 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 10 10 at 10 Sunday morning. You're gonna want to be at the tailgate way before then. So all indications are that the tailgate lots open up at 8 a.m. Yep. We'll we'll likely be there a little earlier trying to get in more tailgating because we love tailgating. I'm just giving yeah. you shit anyway. Yeah. I mean, if worse came to worse, I'll go sit at 3 a.m. in the parking lot in our spot and wait for everybody to arrive. I bet you won't be up at 3 a.m. You might still be up at 3 a.m. There, you're getting it. There, yeah. Now you're getting <laughs> it. You're getting it. I was going to say, you're going you're to really put I, that past me? Amen. Can't drink all day if you don't start first thing in the morning, Ben. I saw stay up all night, Brendan, in Iowa. I don't need to see him again. <laughs> uh, you make uh, a point, sir. With a different outcome, it might be a different Brendan, however. so This is true. This we is don't true. need to see that Brendan again. I agree. So when are you guys, when, when are you guys leaving again? I know, Ben, you're going to Disneyland. So you, you'll you'll literally be able to say, "I'm gonna we're gonna interview Ben after the title." Game. What are you gonna where do? Where are you going, Ben? <laughs> I'm going to Disneyland. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can tell we're over an hour because we have rails are far. We're in garage time now. 
Uh, it's garage time. Yep. Uh, so Chad is graciously uh, driving me down to Omaha, mm-hmm. and we're flying Southwest, who, for all indications, has their shit in a group. Sure. And uh, yeah, pray for us. That just happened. Yes. Say three Hail Marys before we depart. <laughs> pray for us. Our flight leaves at two ten and arrives at four p.m. in Dallas. And then I pick Otherwise up our I'm rental car on Friday, right? <laughs> yeah, I pick up our rental car and then we go do something. Cha cha cha. Well, I will be down there Thursday, and I am leaving on Monday. Speaking of Frisco, by the way, if anybody needs a hotel room with two beds, two queen beds, which is not easy to find in the Frisco area right now, let me know. I still have three extra. I reserved four. I haven't even paid for them yet. Um, and I only need one. So I'm going to cancel them otherwise, but let me know if you need one. That is that is some good info. And um, I think before we button this up, I do want to – oh, are we doing our picks? Are we officially doing our picks now? Those hacks – There will be no Joe or Dion, Those hacks, Joe and Sean would not show up if they're oh. – they yeah. they were going to and with they got their real life jobs they are going to be on radio row for the um, FBS national title game because they're a bunch sounds of like sounds like an excuse I guess Yahoo and all of a sudden you think you're important whatever I guess believe these nuts um, <laughs> <laughs> make sure um, we're gonna I'm gonna put some tweets out about it make sure you give Kello and Dakota News now some help. Um, we will verify if Iceborg's able to make it. But he's um, not. Nobody's he's not. Gotta stay he's officially back. not. Okay. Yeah. Did he say why he has to stay back? No, he said it coverage. wasn't his decision. All right. He's got to do coverage. All right. F all these news companies. We're gonna burn them. We only like the Argus leader. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. be surprised like if Argus, Argus I wouldn't be surprised if Argus just put Zimmer on furlough again and isn't sending him down either. You know, there's a term called going postal before. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) so um, we're going to post that. Um, Let them have it. We need to activate BT Mafia to light them up. We want to get so many emails to go, Jesus, fine. I Um, will message you, Darren. Um, And good point. Bring the blue, wear blue, only blue. We've tried to put it out on Twitter today. We're going to put it out every day from now until the championship game. Pack your blue shirts. Only wear blue on. A, uh, you can wear yellow. Maybe wear blue today, tomorrow. But yeah, Every you can. Day. I'm just saying. Yeah. Make sure you wear blue to the stadium. We do not need any more yellow than will already be there. I'm gonna bring little pouches about, of blue dye. And I see an SDSU fan. Oh, well, we should Shut the up, the color run stuff. <laughs> we should get the blue oh, color run. Oh my god! It just. Oof. <laughs> Order it to the Airbnb. Make it happen. Yes. One that's wearing yellow. You are now a Smurf. Yes. Uh, you wore the wrong color. And then, and or, then, or do the chocolate? Accidentally do it to NDSU fans. Oh, <laughs> You're blue now. You know, yeah. yes, they'd be. Chad won't be able to throw him because he will do it. No, except, I won't. I will not. Except Chad, Chad would totally smoke a child. In the back of the head, like yeah, an NDSU child. He's like, he was an SDSU fan. I'm like, what are you doing? Or a grandma. Or a grandma. <laughs> and then he'll offer to smooth it over with the, with the kid with a pudding shot. 
Hey, those those aren't metal detectable, so. That's right. They can't catch you with them. That's the truth. So. All right. Anyways, I think it's about that time. Yeah. It is. We will see you all down when we are doing the Frisco Disco. Yep. Is that time, boys? It's that time. Jim Poppins. I think so. Jim, and that's the indication. Go big. Go blue. Go Go Jacks. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We would also like to thank our title sponsors, Drake's Place of Bottle and Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro of Brookings. We would also like to thank our other sponsors, Dakota Iron Equipment of Sioux Falls, Shenanigans Sports Bar and Grill in Sioux Falls, and Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. And as always, Go Jazz!